Hello and welcome to the Hospitality Insights podcast, In Focus, a series that brings you insight and opinions from influencers across the hospitality industry. Join us every week for new content from guests discussing investments, development and operations. The conversation starts here. Hello and welcome to Hospitality Insights In Focus. I'm Patrick White, Editor-in-Chief at Hospitality Insights, and this week I'm joined by Agnes Rockford, Chief Development Officer at Accor. Hi Agnes, welcome to the show, how are you doing? Hello Patrick, thanks for welcoming me during this interview. Happy to, to see you. Well, it's really great to have you along. Um, so let's start off with your, your latest role. So you became Chief Development Officer at Accor, I think in late 2020, is that right? Yeah, that, it's perfectly right. And so what was it like taking up a position in the middle of the pandemic? And maybe you can talk a bit about some of the things you've been doing and some maybe the challenges you faced um, in the team. Yeah. So maybe, Patrick, I, I could summarize this, uh, taking up uh, this new position in uh, three words, I would say. The first one is positive, because uh, that can be strange, but uh, despite the uh, despite the pan- pandemic at Accor, we were uh, fortunate to continue to open and sign, you know, new hotels. And so each and every day we have a sign uh, or open a new hotel every day. So, you know, that's really facts and, um, and reasons to stay positive and to think about the future. Uh, we often say this is a blessed industry. This, uh, that was challenged by the pandemic. But honestly, we have continued and we can feed the recovery. My second word will be humble because that's so complicated despite all the forecasts, you know, the, the trial of anticipation to really, really manage to uh, anticipate the different waves of, uh, of COVID and so the impact on the different countries. So we have we had positive news and some sometimes some uh, bad surprises. So I think humility was a, a, a key, uh, you know, behavior and, and word for me. And the, the last one, as it is today, connected, very, very connected. I think we all a bit fed up uh, with, uh, you know, this hyper connection with Teams, with Zooms, with uh, WebEx. Nevertheless, it has allowed me to, uh, you know, meet all the teams. Uh, in a record time. <laughs> so thanks to, uh, you know, uh, videos, etc., I had the chance to meet uh, the teams and to, to be with them very, very quickly as uh, with, uh, with the partners. But I'm super happy, you know, to come back to the physical life. And um, uh, we, are, we are in Paris with uh, the Roland Garros tennis tournament. And it is a good opportunity to welcome back our partners and our guests. So, yes, that's super good to be a bit less connected now. <laughs> and what kind of what things have you been concentrating on since you took over? What have been your um, kind of priorities for the, for the business and, and development? Yeah, I would say short term and on a, on a daily basis. Uh, first, is, it was to be the, with the people. It can be a bit strange again because we have uh, between us uh, the, the screen, a screen, but uh, it was to be close to the teams, close to the to the partners. So it was really uh, very frequent and back to back meetings with the team to be in full support to think about how to tackle the crisis. Uh, second, I would say that in terms of uh, you know segments and news, 
we had a lot to do with the launch of our new lifestyle platform, so new brands to introduce to, uh, to the development and to the developers. Um, new, you know, uh, ways of uh, doing development with uh, mixed use that we are pushing and we, we will probably talk about it later on. Um, and then in terms of geographies, I would say all geographies were important because, as I said before, we were pretty well unsure about what would be the geography that we will uh, recover first. Of course, Greater China has been fast to recover, North America, Northern Europe as well, and um, Pacific, Pacific with uh, Australia, thanks to a strong domestic market as we cover quickly. So this probably as well, the, the, the geographies we are focusing on a lot to really reboost and relaunch our development. That is short term. I would say longer term uh, with my background from uh, you know digital distribution, loyalty, marketing, I've worked with the team to really reinforce uh, you know, this aspect of uh, the value proposition we're bringing to, to our owners and investors, you know, showing them how strong we can be in terms of uh, the business we are bringing to them. Um, we bring uh, more than 70% of the business to the hotel and it will be essential for the recovery. So it was important to work, let's say, with uh, the development community at Accor to reinforce that point, to give them better access to data, to be able to show to the owners what we can bring after the pandemic and how we can be uh, assign them to really uh, participate to, to the rebound. And you kind of touched upon it there, just the Accor's like growth and its expansion and focus in certain areas. And you talk about lifestyle there. Um, could you talk a bit about that um, that area and um, maybe give a few more details on the development side there? Yeah, I, I will be quick on that because there will be more news to come in the coming uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, but we have already, you know, let's say twelve brands we can develop, and uh, in the first quarter of twenty twenty one, we had a great results with uh, lifestyle. Uh, you know, on the <clears throat> economy and fiscal side. Tribe, uh, the tribe brand is really booming. And so that's good as well to introduce lifestyle to, let's say, mid-scale segments. And so we have signed a, a new one uh, yesterday. So it's really super, super active. And we had as well uh, great wins um, in uh, and a major opening during first quarter with SLS Dubai, uh, which is both a hotel and a branded residence. So this is a good illustration, you know, of, uh, you know, the good lifestyle, positive trend, and as well the fact that for major projects, uh, mixing, uh, you know, hotel and the branded resi helps the owners to finance their, their major project. Yeah, the idea of mixed use is becoming very is big in development. And is that something you're seeing? And is there any kind of like certain segments that work well together, do you think, when you're developing? Yes, uh, when, when we're talking about mixed use, we're mainly thinking about branded residents, uh, but we have as well, you know, some uh, mixed use with uh, extended stay and with co-working. And to start with, uh, with this topic, 
I would like to share with you two stories uh, that are that were out in the news uh, this weekend. The first one is with uh, OWO, the All War Office, you know, the hotel uh, in London uh, of uh, 125 Keys, which is a mixed use with a branded residence, 85 flats. It's truly a one of the kind, you know, mixed use project. Uh, and it was in the Sunday Times of uh, this weekend with uh, inside visits of, uh, you know, the, the new uh, apartments. Uh, that are each uh, different, absolutely fantastic, very luxurious. And our partner uh, Induja Group has just announced the commencement of the sales of uh, the 85 uh, branded uh, apartments by Raffles. So it will be a major project, really fantastic. It's uh, a dream, uh, you know, a dream residence. The other one, super interesting because it's pretty new in Australia, which was not, you know, partly the, uh, the playground for branded residents. We had a, a, a Mondrian uh, on the Gold Coast, so really at the front line in the ocean, a fantastic uh, view. And again, it's a mixed use between a hotel and a branded resi. A branded residence by Mondrian, and the residences uh, have been sold out in less than six months. So you can feel that there is a strong appetite, first from the owner, as well from, let's say, the buyers uh, for different reasons. The first one is that um, for, for the owners, it allows, as I, as I mentioned, to uh, better, let's say, secure the financing of major projects so coming back to your question, so these are, you know, this is a mixed use partly adapted to ultra luxury, luxury lifestyle, but not only we have with as well Novotel. And why that? Because we can have, you know, big boxes, big projects that with, you know, apartments allow the owners to better secure their financing and the funding of their ambitious project. First thing. The second one is that adding a brand and partly Raffos or Mondrian uh, gives really a premium to the value of, uh, of these uh, apartments. And you know, the, the story I've just told you with Mondrian is a great example of that. There is a strong appetite for, for the buyers. And finally, from, um, let's say, a business point of view, sharing the costs, both of construction and then of uh, you know, the, the, the cost of services uh, between hotel and residence is a good way of uh, optimizing the return on investment and uh, the business impact. So this is a model that is working well. In 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, we have reached a record in terms of uh, branded residence signings, in terms of branded de uh, residence development with uh, 17 units signed in 2020 and we expect fingers crossed <laughs> we expect to have a new record year in uh, 2021 so really booming you know coming from north america first middle east southeast asia i know it's really in all of our regions everywhere that we feel the owners partly interested and attracted by this way of uh, developing hotels
And do you think the way that Accor's grown its brands in all different sectors, you know, we're talking extended stay, co-working, luxury, lifestyle, all those sectors, do you, make, do you think that makes it much more appealing to work with developers because they know there's different brands that fit with different projects? You're much more appealing than, say, you were five, ten years ago at Accor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly, I think... Uh, if we're talking about uh, what you mentioned, the branded residence, it was already inside Accor, but it has been reinforced with the acquisition of uh, Fairmont Raffles and Swiss Hotel um, a few years ago. Um, FRS was really strong on this, um, on this expertise, and so we had the chance to integrate fantastic team and expert teams on the, on the topic. So really, it was uh, it, it has become really stronger, and we are one of the top two leaders, let's say. Um, for extended stay, we have uh, now uh, a long-term partnership with uh, Pierre Vacances and with uh, Adagio Brand, uh, but we have as well developed all the brands with uh, Novotel, Mercure Living, uh, I Living, and signing a couple of them, and uh, with co-working. That is pretty new, probably the most recent, let's say, mixed-use um, opportunities. We have a, a strong partnership, both in uh, commercial partnership and equity with Wojo. Uh, this is a, a company we are, have a partnership with, Bouig. Uh, and so this is our co-working main brand, um, and uh, it's working well in standalone, and now in mixed use combined to hotels. So we've just launched, no later than a few days ago, we just launched our new mixed use offer with uh, Wojo and co-working. You know, as, uh, as myself, that uh, people post-pandemic crisis uh, do not want to come back to the office as it was before. That we like to have a, uh, well, the, the, the choice and a better balance between office and home. But at the same time, the same people say, I do not want to continue to work at home, you know, five days a, a week. That's a nightmare <laughs> with the kids, with the Wi Fi, which is not working super well. So these, the idea with this new mixed use offer is to answer these uh, customer needs. That is having a hotel, you know, with some co-working space that are either integrated to the hotel, either with a dedicated, sp dedicated space aside the hotel to really get closer to the workers uh, that want to work really differently. And so this is what we, we're launching now, really to face this major change of the ways of working that the, the pandemic has, has, has brought. I think a lot of people will be surprised to hear how many hotels you were managing to open and sign during the, during the height of the pandemic. Has that kind of pace changed now that we're kind of on our way out? Are you still seeing the same optimism in, in the industry as you were before? You know, I was with some uh, partners uh, yesterday and they are very active. Uh, on the on the on development uh, with us, so we of course we have been impacted, but we remain positive on the fact that there will be a recovery. That will remain, you know, uh, a strong uh, a strong sector to develop to grow, 
And, and again, we, are, we can feel the rebound. We have uh, better performances than last year, hopefully, in a, as, a, as compared to 2020. We have not yet recovered our 2019 level, but we are confident that in a few years we will, uh, we will come back. So I would say that today we are in the middle, but there are some regions, the first one that have recovered, such as Greater China, North America, or Pacific, as I mentioned, wow, they're super active. They're very active. Pacific will make a record year of development this year. So imagine, yeah, that's, that's coming back uh, at a pace that, well, we, I, I cannot say, Patrick, today, there's still too many uncertainties Once uh, everybody will be vaccinated, that uh, the lockdowns will be over. We will be, we will see clearer. But as of today, we can see, we can feel, and we can see the the rebound in our figures. So, yes, I'm I'm staying very very positive. It will take a bit of time. And one of the topics which has kind of got a lot of headlines recently has been inflation, and especially in the U.S. Is that something you're seeing filtered through into into business, or or not really yet? I would say, Patrick, not really yet. And, you know, eco economists themselves um, do not agree between them <laughs> about, we you know, the impact of inflation. Is it a, a major risk? It could be. Uh, I would say that our first, uh, you know, priority first is coming out of the crisis. We cannot feel it and see it in our business. As you know, the prices, both in business, you know, Uh, the ADR and the prices of transaction have gone down during the crisis. So we cannot feel it at this stage. Is it a major risk? I cannot uh, say it. I hope the, the economists will agree in a few days, but we cannot feel it. And there is not yet an impact, you know, on the um, interest rate on, of the financing. So too early to say something on that. Just finally, I'd like to circle back to you. You know, you started the job during a very difficult time, um, global pandemic. What's kind of um, your view on maybe what you've learned and how you've you've taken that and how you're going to carry that forward onto 2021 and 2022? Um, I would say that uh, during this crisis, probably the most important thing was really to be aside the team and aside the, the, the people and so our investors and owners as well. But we have over, and personally, I have over invested in being with the teams. That can be strange to say, strange to say that, but being hyper-connected with them, being fully supportive, both on a personal and professional uh, um, side. Uh, and so, Really, people were was a, a very important part of our daily job, uh, and you know, probably as a manager and leader, this is how, where you are the most useful. So, over investing the relationship with uh, our teams, our investors, human in general, um, and as well over communicating, because um, you know the distance, the isolation. Uh, makes sometimes the silence very, uh, very anxious. And so that was important to give sense to what we were doing and to give sense, give the messages 
the positive ones and as, as well to share our doubts. So probably the most, the most important thing. And as well, I would say to take the time to uh, think about the future, to take a step back and saying this is the right time as well to invest, you know, on things that we have uh, difficulties to, to do when we are 150% on the job. So it's as well to think about our long-term strategy uh, as, uh, as we, we did it during the, the pandemic. That's a nice place to finish. Agnes, thank you very much for joining us today. I hope that we will see you very soon in, so in September. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. Thanks once again to our contributors and guests for creating this week's episode. 